This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to the mom room. It's so funny. Every time I press record on this platform, it counts down from five. And as it's counting down from five in my head, I'm like, I'm not ready. I can't. I have nothing to talk about. And then I blab on for a half hour and I could literally go for hours. It's just funny how that happens. Anyways, welcome to Thursday's solo episode. If you're watching on YouTube, you know that I am in my room. I am not in my studio downstairs that I put all this time and effort and freaking money into because I still like I don't feel like myself. I'm like low energy, just want to be cozy and like snuggled like I don't have makeup on, but that's also because I'm going to get a spray tan soon. But I'm just like, I want to be in my room, you know, I don't want to be in the basement where the spiders are. So I just brought my cheap microphone. I go through all this trouble to use my fucking expensive microphone downstairs. And now I'm recording in my room. Don't tell my husband, okay? Don't tell my husband. I have such exciting news to share with you guys. I am so freaking excited. And honestly, I haven't said anything because for me, when really exciting things happen, I'm always like, am I allowed to share that this is happening? Am I allowed to... I never know the rules and so I just don't say anything and then also until it's like legit finalized and I'm going I don't or like doing something I don't want to say anything because then if it doesn't end up happening I'm like oh great like I got everybody else excited about it and I'm not going. This is why I have been on a journey to get rid of this sinus infection so hardcore because on Thursday I am going to Las Vegas and do you know why I'm going to Las Vegas? Do some of you out there know what is happening in Las Vegas this upcoming weekend? BravoCon. I know. I can't believe it either. When I got the email, probably like five weeks ago-ish, I was shocked. I literally, it was like first thing in the morning, I have like a toxic habit of checking my email, which I know I shouldn't do. Every single wellness person in the world is like, don't pick up your phone. And here I am, like as soon as I wake up checking my email. But like what an email to wake up to. They are sending me to Las Vegas to go to BravoCon. Who is sending me? Hey you. Because they are my absolute favorite freaking streaming platform in the world talk about them all the time and they were like hey let's bring this girl to Vegas and I was like thank you so much like so happy to be there however I do feel like it's going to be a lot of younger people that are just like ready to party and have fun and wear sparkly outfits and I'm like hi guys like I'm a mom I I host the mom room podcast and I'm just coming down from a sinus infection so gotta get to bed early and I'm really I'm reading this really good book I don't know why I'm turning into like a southern person now but I'm reading a really good book about dragons right now do you guys need any supplements because I have supplements I have medicines you know like that's gonna be me and everyone else is gonna be like woohoo let's go I am so excited I just can't wait for the actual because I'm a nerd and BravoCon is set up like a conference almost so they have an app that you can download and it tells you the entire schedule of the conference if you will I have only been to academic conferences okay freaking bravo con like oh my god anyways the panels I'm used to seeing panels of like 
the therapeutic effects of cognitive behavioral therapy on like teenagers after they've gone through you know what I mean like that's the kind of panels that I usually attend so this is going to be so fun so anyways as I was saying there's an app you can go on you can see what's going on in the different rooms throughout BravoCon and then you can select which things you don't want to miss and then it makes a little schedule for you and you can like set reminders like oh go to this room because it's the Vanderpump panel (laughs) I'm so excited oh my god but how stressed am I about what to wear This is what I wear, okay? Hanson t-shirts, sweatpants. I even struggled to put on jeans lately because I've been in my sinus infection era and have hardly left the house. So this is why I bought the clothing rack and I pulled all the cool shit from my closet, hung it on a clothing rack, had Amanda from Charlie Goss come help me make some outfits. So I have some really good outfits. Um, I still need to go to the mall to get last minute things like jewelry. Like it's one thing to pick out your outfit. Like, okay, I'm going to wear these pants, this top, these shoes. But now it's like jewelry, purse, like how are you going to wear your hair, makeup? Like it's so much work. I am bringing definitely not just a carry-on suitcase because I have to bring shoes and outfits. And it's like you have your daytime outfits where... The actual BravoCon thing, they're like, make sure you wear comfy shoes, but like you still want to look cool, right? Like I'm not going to wear my Hanson t-shirt and sweatpants. So I have to have cool, casual-ish outfits for the daytime. And then I'm like, oh my God, what if someone's like, oh, you want to go for dinner? Because most of the evenings we have free. And then one of the evenings is like a, uh, like a, um, a planned dinner, like a reservation. Um, and then bravo after dark which starts at like 11 p.m i'm sorry what like i've already been sleeping for an hour at 11 p.m so that's gonna be interesting but so i needed to be like dressy so if i go for dinners after BravoCon, when we have an evening free i still need something cool to wear to dinner and then for the fancy night that's what i have been calling it fancy night I need something fancy. So I think I got something fancy. It should arrive tomorrow. If not, I have some backups that I can wear. But oh my God, it has been. And then like heels, like I don't wear heels, you know, but most outfits you need to wear heels with for it to look half decent. And so how much walking are we going to have to do? Like, I have no idea what to expect. I'm kind of nervous and like stressed out, but at the same time, like I'm just excited to go and like whatever happens, happens. But can we talk about like people make jokes about girl math, but can we talk about the actual girl math that's involved with going away on a trip, especially if that trip requires you to be tanned and shaved and exfoliated and nails done and all the things like I was explaining to my husband these appointments that I have coming up and I'm like yeah I have a nail appointment Sunday and I'm getting a spray tan on Monday because I have to get the spray tan after I get my nails done because you can't get a spray tan and then get your nails done like it would all like wash off in the pedicure bowl thing you would have like a a straight line and then just like white feet so I'm like having to schedule all these appointments in a particular order and then remembering okay, before I get a spray tan, I have to shower uh, with like a mild soap that doesn't leave residue on your skin. I have to exfoliate my skin. I bought those little gloves that you put on your hand that 
looks like they're made out of straw, kind of. I've never used one before. Okay, full disclosure. Usually when I have a shower, I literally just use my hands to, to rub soap on myself. Does anybody else do this or do you use like a cloth? My husband always uses a loofah, but after I use it like for a week, I'm like, ew, it's gross. Like, what am I going to do? Just keep throwing out loofahs? Like, do you throw them in the washing machine? Like, I don't understand. I don't like face cloths. So I just use my hand. But now that I discovered these gloves that you put on, exfoliate, exfoliate. Like it was, it feels so nice. And you don't realize how much dead skin you have on your body just like sitting there. Anyways, I wasn't going to say this, but because I've been having so many hot baths because of my sinus infection, the other day I was in a boiling hot bath. Now, it could be that my bath is so hot that my skin is literally fucking melting off my body, but I was sitting there and I like scratched my arm and it was just like dead skin came off. And so this got me thinking like, holy shit, when they say exfoliate before you get a spray tan, like I need to get all this stuff off. So I went and bought one of those scrubby gloves and it's like life-changing. Also probably really good for lymphatic drainage. I used to do the dry brushing before I showered, but now you can just do it all at the same time. Anyways, exfoliating. And then I had to make appointments for my sinuses. Like I got acupuncture today. I got an IV drip. Had to go get like medication. I have to be fully stocked with medicine because God forbid I have like a cough or like symptoms. Like so far, like knock on wood, I'm hoping I'm fine. And let's talk about the nails on Pinterest. I love Pinterest. All these nails were showing up and it was like dark, dark, dark red. Do you remember I shared Amanda's nails in my stories? And I was like, this is the nail that I want to get. I know what you're thinking, Renee, the nails that you have right now. That's not what it is. I know. In my mind, I was like, okay, I'm going to do the deep, dark, dark, like blood, deep red. Or... I'm going to do like a dark navy blue that almost looks black because that was also popping up on Pinterest. And I was like, oh, I love this. So that that was my goal going in to get my nails done. So of course, and I'm there early. So I have all the time in the world to pick out a fucking color. Of course, I pick out a purple with sparkles. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Little Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. 
you quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right, the quality is unmatched, you are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. Am I 13 years old going to a Halloween party? What in the, why, why? That was not on Pinterest, Renee. Dark purple with sparkles. Nobody you know ever had dark purple with sparkles. So why is that what you picked when you went to get your nails done? You were so clear on what you wanted. Red nails, navy blue. Let's get purple sparkles. I was so mad when I left. I was like, what the fuck? Like, why did I just do that? Anyways, it's fine. It's fine. If I just keep moving my hands fast enough, nobody, nobody will be able to tell. So I'll just talk like this. Oh my God. Very excited about BravoCon and I just couldn't keep the secret anymore. I don't even know. Is it a secret? I guess by the time you guys listen to this on Thursday, that's the day I'm leaving. So you're gonna know, you know? Let's talk a little bit about, I was thinking about Jason, Kelsey, and Travis Kelsey. And the video that I posted of Jason saying that he was started to say that it was Kylie's fault that he wasn't wearing jeans at the premiere of the Kelsey show on Amazon Prime, which I also have to watch. I am going to try and download the episodes on my iPad so I can watch it on the plane. But it was interesting and it makes me think like Travis has obviously been living for the most part on his own. Like he doesn't have a significant other that is going to bring him jeans to the premiere. Do you know what I mean? If if he so needed so so he's Travis is younger than Jason Jason is 35 which I look at Jason Kelsey and I'm like he's 35 oh my god I am so old like I am so old I'm 38 how am I older than Jason Kelsey I don't know like I always think people are older than me and then I'm like no Renee like you're fucking old okay anyways Travis brings his own shit Jason has obviously become accustomed to his wife doing a bunch of things for him. And of course, this is one little snippet from a conversation. We can't like generalize 
this to his entire life that but it was an interesting thing to point out and it was so hilarious that Travis pointed it out but I was looking into how old Jason was and like when he met his wife because in my mind I was like maybe he hasn't experienced living as an adult like doing all the adult things without a partner there helping him or taking over a lot of the mental load of daily life he got married to his wife in 2018 they made their case so we got married in 2018 as well which i just found interesting he also met his wife on a dating app tinder which is also super interesting they made their relationship instagram official in 2015 so he would have been 27 at that point if my math is correct don't fact check that Okay, not that you would have to fact check such an easy math equation. Is that an equation? Anyways, so he was 27 when they were obviously serious. So he still would have had that period of time where he was doing things on his own. Unless he was in another serious relationship before that. I don't know. I didn't I didn't do my research that deep into Jason Kelsey. But since he was 27, he's now 35. So that is eight years of having someone be a partner and maybe taking over some of the things that you used to do on your own. So it's interesting because before I talked about how it's really easy when people have kids for one person to just kind of slowly become the default parent. And that is similar to what would happen in that situation. Like she just like slowly starts taking over things and then all of a sudden he just doesn't do the things anymore and so I feel like that's what happened in that situation it was just so nice to see somebody call him out on it and not a woman like it was a man it was his brother and it was just so lovely and he totally acknowledged it in the moment okay I need to pause this episode my voice is too dry and like I cannot continue so I will finish after oh my god Okay, welcome back. I'm going to talk quietly and more calmly now. That makes me nervous to talk a lot when I'm away on my trip and have a coughing attack. Because since the pandemic, it's not... It's frowned upon to cough in public. Let's just say that. And it gives me a lot of anxiety. Coughing makes me anxious in the first... Like before the pandemic. I wanted to talk a little bit about banana bread because my two favorite banana bread recipes, I feel like, um, I feel like, I don't know, like I'm hosting a show for like an old age home or something, (laughs) the way I'm talking. I am trying to preserve my voice so that I don't cough. Okay, so Joanna Gaines... Her cookbook, Magnolia Table, has my favorite banana bread recipe because of how it tastes, but also it's easy to make. The thing about Joanna Gaines' um, cookbook is there is a lot, like you better stock up on butter because every recipe has so much butter in it, which is why I think everything is so delicious. She doesn't give a shit about being health conscious like she doesn't have like well I shouldn't say that maybe she does have gluten-free options and stuff but it's just like straight up butter and sugar and cream 
butter and sugar and cream, which is why everything is delicious. Oh my God, I'm losing my voice again. This is going to be really fun to edit. Really fucking fun to edit. One banana bread has an entire stick of butter. Not a pound of butter, but like this stick. It's eight tablespoons of butter and a cup of brown sugar. That's nuts. It is so good. Easy to make. Now, my other favorite banana bread is the Jillian Harris and her cousin Tori put out a cookbook. It's the first cookbook that they put out. Their banana bread was one of the best banana breads I've ever had. I remember it being really difficult to make. Like it was just more involved, if you will. Okay, what the frick? Where'd it go? Yeah, I'm gonna have to edit this too. Banana bread. Oh my God. Okay. Okay, so their banana bread is one third of a cup of vegan butter, or you could use regular butter, and half a cup of sugar. They use almond milk. Is this the worst podcast episode I've ever put out? Like, Renee, what the fuck are you doing? I really wanted to talk about banana bread, but like it turns out that that's a little bit not like it doesn't feel right. So anyways, those are my two favorite banana bread recipes. Um, One is more involved to make, a little bit healthier. Very good. Jillian Harris's. The other one is full of butter and sugar and it's freaking amazing. And that's Joanna Gaines. What banana bread do you guys make? I feel like it's a staple banana bread. And I wanted to ask my sister which banana bread she makes because I'm just curious. But that's my talk on banana bread that I'm never going to do again. Or maybe you liked it. If you did like it, then please tell me. Let me know. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner... I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night, and I am obsessed. 
Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner, they have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment and there's also a glossing detangler, which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair is too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolavie.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. All right, I'm back. Am I tanned? Yes, I am because I had to record those two previous sections before I went and got a tan. Why do you have headphones in, Renee? You're talking to yourself. So I did those before I went for my spray tan and then I went to the spray tan and now I'm like, shit, I have to finish the solo episode. This has never happened before. Like I always just record in one shot, but I when I talk a lot, I just start rage coughing and I don't have a cough otherwise. Like I can go through the day not coughing at all. So this is concerning. But anyways, the last thing that I wanted to touch on today was, remember before I said I was going to start reading Dr. Becky's book and I would share my thoughts with you guys and like questions or just, you know, notable things as I go along. So I think I have read three chapters now and there's two little pieces that I wanted to go over. I said I would involve my husband but let's be honest it's too hard for us to be able to record together so that's not gonna happen. Okay so my question with a lot of advice that a lot of parenting experts give is like they'll tell you one thing to respond to your child with but then it just kind of ends there. And I find the same thing so far in Dr. Becky's book. So, for example, she gives a situation, like a scenario. She gives different scenarios and then gives like what your child would say and then how you would respond, which is great, like super helpful for the initial response. So the parent says, hmm, what can we do? This is a thing where it's like super cold outside, like minus 30 in Canada, we deal with this all the time, like snowy, and your child doesn't want to wear a jacket. But it's not a question of whether they need to wear it. Like they have to wear it and you have to get out of the house. So it's, um, she says here, it's like a safety thing. Like they need to wear their coat to go outside. It says, your child doesn't want to wear their coat. So the parent can say, hmm, what can we do? As your parent, it's my job to keep you safe. And right now, safety means wearing a jacket. Also, you like to make your own decisions, and I understand that it feels bad to have a parent tell you what to do. And then the child says again, I'm not wearing the jacket. So then the parent says, I hear you. Two things are true. You have to wear a jacket if you're going outside, and also you're allowed to be mad at me about it. You don't have to like wearing your jacket. So I get it. And this is one of those things where it's like you're validating their feelings, You're allowed. Like, I understand. I hear you. You don't want to wear it. It sucks to have somebody else tell you what to do, but it's a safety thing. You have to wear your jacket outside so you can be upset at me, but you have to wear it. So I understand those tools and why the parent is responding in that way. But and then what? Like, my question is always like, I put myself in this scenario. Usually Milo's fine with wearing a jacket, but just for the sake of this example let's say we're in this situation sometimes it's like you know one time this year he didn't want to go to school out of nowhere he just we were ready to go out the door and he's standing there like I'm not going 
And I was like, what? I'm not going. I'm like, uh, like we need to get in the car. We need to go. We're going to be late. You know, like a lot of times parents have somewhere they need to be. They have to drop off their kids so they can get to work. Maybe they have a meeting at 9 a.m. Like it's stressful when the kids delay or put up a fight to get out the door. So if I put myself in this situation, I respond that way. He still refuses a jacket. I respond that way again. He still refuses to put on a jacket. Now he's throwing a tantrum, runs upstairs, and is hiding in his room. Okay, so now what? Like, help me out now. You know what I'm saying? So that's the thing. Like, I like the examples. I like to see how we should be responding and like keywords and like ways to structure um, sentences and whatnot to like validate their feelings and all that stuff. But at the same time, I'm always like, that's just like 3% of the interaction. So what happens after that happens, you know? And they're still refusing to put on their jacket, but you have to get out the door. Like now what? Like walk me through that. Are you picking up your child, physically putting the coat on them? Like what are you doing? Okay, another situation which, and I've talked about this before, So the child says, I hate you. So let's just pretend the child is saying something really negative towards their parents that they're not allowed to say. I hate you, whatever it is. You're the worst mom in the world. She gives four examples of how someone might respond to, mom, I hate you. You're the worst mom in the world. So number one is the worst mom. I just bought you a new toy. You're so ungrateful. I swear to God, that's something I would say. Like, we just bought you a toy. We just had so much fun together. Now you hate me. I guess I won't be saying that anymore because that's not the right answer, according to Dr. Becky. But anyways, number two, when you say that, it makes mommy sad. Also not correct. Number three, you ignore them and you walk away. Option number four. Wow, those are big words. Let me take a breath. I hear how upset you are. Tell me more. So she likes number four. I like the tell me more thing but like they act like we would say that to our children and then the child would be like well you know I had a rough day at school and I'm not feeling very you know what I mean like no he would just like scream in my face and run away ignore and walk away I mean if the situation is escalating to a point where like you're feeling ragey inside and you don't like the way you're about to respond like maybe that's a good option I don't know but the the issue that I had with this, and I've talked about this before, like for just parenting in general, it's lacking. Like at what point do we explain that you can't say things like that? And that when you say things like that, you do hurt somebody's feelings. Like we're always so quick to be like, no, you can't say that it made you sad because they shouldn't be responsible for the parents' emotions. Like I understand that, but at the same time, How do they learn to now not go to school the next day and say, you know, Sarah, I hate you. Like, you're the worst. Don't they have to know that what they say can hurt people's feelings? So I just always feel like it's missing pieces. And you can respond that way. But then at the same time, you also want to be teaching your child that they can't say that. So when do you bring that up instead of just being like, wow, those are big words. Tell me more. At what point do we say, like, is it after the fact where we explain that that's not a nice thing to say and you can hurt somebody's feelings? 
Anyways, I have to cut this episode short. This is freaking ridiculous. Like I'm supposed to have a recording on Wednesday and I might have to reschedule it because like I can't talk for extended periods of time. I need to just like be calm and like sip water and not talk. My throat gets insanely dry like right away. Anywho, thank you guys so much for listening. What a weird episode this was. Oh my God. Stay tuned for all the BravoCon shenanigans and uh, watch my stories because I'll be storying all the stuff and um thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you on tuesday all right bye bye oh and the next solo will be a full BravoCon recap if i make it there without oh my god renee like clearly i'm touching myself and the spray tan is going on the tips of my fingers oh my god oh my gosh okay well sorry this is such a chaotic freaking episode i'm sorry but i i did my best I did my best.